Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the many things you've already given us this day. Now, the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible studies made to Z in the word heaven. If you will turn to Mark in chapter 12. Pick it up in verse 18 here, where it reads, Then come unto him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If a man's brother die, and leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were seven brethren, and the first took the wife, and dying, left no seed. And the second took her, and died, neither left he any seed. And the third likewise. And the seven had her, and left no seed. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her to wife. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. The angels in heaven. And as touching the dead, that they rise... Have ye not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ye therefore do greatly err. Now these were the Sadducees. They were one of the prominent religious groups. You had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the and a few others less significant or less in numbers. But the Sadducees is one of the top ones. You would think they would have known enough about the Scriptures to have not asked such a question. But here the Lord's pointing out that they err not knowing the Scriptures. As we all truly do when we have questions or doubts, it's because we really haven't studied enough of the Scriptures to have the understanding that we should have. And here he makes that reference to the angels which are in heaven. All right, now, if you will, turn to Mark in chapter 13. It makes a reference here to stars of heaven that fall. This would be speaking of Asteroids or meteors, meteorites. In Mark chapter 13, picking up in verse 24, where it reads, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Here he's teaching them about the last days. He already spoke some about the, the prophets and the fulfilled things and the signs and wonders and so forth, and here he's specifically pointing out after the midpoint of the tribulation, when the second half of the tribulation kicks in, the great tribulation, as Matthew puts it. Verse 25, And the stars of heaven shall fall, 
and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. That horrible event of the next step of the judgments upon the planet when the meteors start to strike the planet and horrible destruction and chaos. As he continues, and in verse 26, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the, in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Everywhere and anywhere they are gathered together. As he continues, Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So ye, in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh even at the doors. Verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now this heaven and earth passing away, we have reference to new heavens and new earth that we have to look forward to. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch, and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taken a far journey, who left his house, and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. We need to be watching. We need to be ready. We need to be prayed up. Be prepared for judgment at all times. Because we don't know when all this is going to kick in and it's going to come about so suddenly and then all these prophesied events are going to unfold and the judgments upon the entire planet and the judgments upon each and every one of us individually. Another reference to coming in the clouds in Mark chapter 14, beginning up in verse 53. Now, this is right after they arrested Jesus to take and crucify him. In verse 53, And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him far off, even into the palace of the high priest, and he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death, and found none. For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? 
But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and saith, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to buffet him and to say unto him, Prophesy! And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. Horrible persecution coming upon him. And of course, eventually nailed to that cross and crucified and the Lord gave up the ghost on that cross and they buried him and on the third day he rose again as we see the account in Mark and chapter 16 and when the Sabbath was passed Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrightened. And he said unto them, Be not affrightened, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And he went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard, they that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. That's not a very good testimony on their part. As much as they had already witnessed, as much as they had seen, the rising of Lazarus, the rising of dead, of others that the Lord raised from the dead, the healings, the wonderful miracles that they had been a part of, and listening to the Lord tell them over and over what was going to happen, and the timeline and so forth, when it was going to happen, and yet they still did not believe after that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. That's the account of them on the road of Aimaeus. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. After he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Upbraided them, actually criticized them. Why didn't they believe? The eyewitnesses, 
after everything that they've been through, after everything that they've seen. But they had not yet been indwelt with the Holy Ghost, so they were still lacking that extra support, that extra confidence, that extra assurance that we receive when we have the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. But as it continues here, now the timeline is this as it ends from the beginning of chapter 16 to the end of chapter 16 is about 40 days because after he was risen from the dead, he stuck around some 40 days preaching and teaching and then ascended up to the Father. As he continues, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord, working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So we see the account there at the end of Mark of the ascension of Jesus Christ back up into heaven, as well as the other references to heaven as recorded in Mark. But now let's go on over to Luke and see the references to heaven that the Gospel of Luke contains. And we can start with the angels that were given the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 2, as it reads, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known 
unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The reference back there of the angels returning back up into heaven. Coming down from heaven, giving them this message, and rejoicing with them, and returning back up into heaven. Up into heaven. All right, turn on over now to chapter 3, and we see the event of the Lord being baptized and a voice from heaven, as we see in Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and in thee I am well pleased. In thee I am well pleased. And that experience there was witnessed by John the Baptist and was primarily for the assurance of John the Baptist. All right, now if you will, turn on over to Luke in chapter 6 where we see a reference to a reward in heaven. In Luke chapter 6, picking it up in verse 20. Now this is as the Lord's teaching the disciples. It reads, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Another note here is you see the term kingdom of God. Matthew used the term kingdom of heaven, which speaking of the same thing, which is the body of believers, which is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, same reference. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Reward in heaven. So when we truly abide by the commandments, when we truly follow the Lord and do what He wants us to do, and even through the persecutions and the sufferings that we will suffer in this lifetime for being Christians, we are going to receive reward for all those things. We don't earn salvation through all those efforts and all that persecution and everything. We earn the salvation through believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But we do earn rewards and blessings, blessings that we can enjoy in this lifetime, blessings and rewards that we can roll over into millennial period and then multiply them that much more and take them over into the eternal state. On the new earth and the new heaven. So much ahead of us as Christians. It is so amazing. And it is truly all by grace. 
All right, now look over at Luke chapter 9, and we see a reference here to the Lord looking up to heaven to give a blessing in Luke chapter 9, picking up in verse 10. And the disciples, when they were returned, told him all that they had done, and he took them and went aside privately in a, into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send a multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and, and lodge, and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. And he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and brake, and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude, giving us the example there of praying over the meal, a blessing over the meal, thanks given to the meal. Verse 17, And they did eat, and were all filled, and there was taken up of fragments that remained to them, twelve baskets. When we take what the Lord has given us and we ask blessing over it, when we give thanks for what He has blessed us with, He can multiply what He has blessed us with. When we truly use what the Lord gives us in the proper way and with thanksgiving, then He multiplies those blessings. It's a very important point here that he's put, putting out here about looking up to heaven and giving thanks. That is directly to the Heavenly Father, giving thanks for the blessings, the blessing of food, the blessing of all the prosperity that he gives us, the health and the understanding, the wisdom, the faith, all of it. Give thanks for it. Use it properly. Share it with others and then it will be multiplied that much more over and over. That's what he's displaying here is giving thanks and utilizing things properly, and it will be multiplied. And most of all, uh, giving thanks for what you've been blessed with. All right, now if you will turn on over to Luke in chapter 10, a reference to names written in heaven. And you pick it up in verse 17 as the Lord continues to teach. Luke chapter Verse 17. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, 
but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Recorded in heaven. And that's a record that is a true record, a sealed record. And once your name's written, it's never erased in that book of the born-again Christians. As it continues, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. And he turned him unto his disciples, and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. We saw there the reference to Satan falling from heaven, and also a reference to our names being written in heaven. And... Now, if you will, turn to Luke in chapter 11. And we see here the model prayer in Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. It reads, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. That's one of the key things there. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Most people have memorized and know the reference to the Lord's Prayer over in Matthew in chapter 6. It gets a little bit more detail here in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Most people recognize that as the model prayer, the taught prayer, or what they call the Lord's Prayer. But Luke has kind of a condensed version of it. But the reference to the Heavenly Father being in heaven and that it is our prayer that His will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That that's the key part. That His will be done, not our will be done. And a reference there to forgiveness. If we want forgiveness, we need to be forgiving. So forgive others so that you may be forgiven as well. 
And once again, as I said, they're the reference to the Lord in heaven. That's all we have time for. Let's go ahead and close here, and we'll get back into it, Luke, next time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word, for recording it for us, preserving it for us, and allowing us to be able to study it so we can build more and more of our faith and trust in you and in your word. Help us to always have that burning desire to dig deep into there to find all the mysteries revealed to us. And we truly do thank you for that. Lead God and direct all of us that we can all be looking forward to the treasures in heaven that you spoke of. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you.